Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. The poetry is on the mic. This is Poetry After Dark Early Edition, where I can only go for an hour and a half tonight. Um, with exclusive tracks, poetry tracks, and soft music, we're going to do it on the little low tonight and put on that real life for everyone. Um, shout out to those on Facebook. Thank you all for tuning in. I know you are waiting, and I'm going to get the show started very soon. But before I do, um, <clears throat> let me put out there that I know you guys that well, some of you guys that um, plan on going to the National uh, Poetry Awards ceremony, and congratulations to those that were nominated. I am not attending that. Um, I will, however, go up there to meet and greet people, but I will not be able to join you guys in the ceremony. But I hope you all have a pleasant time there. Now, with the show tonight, we do have a couple of new poets stepping up to the mic, and I do want some feedback on what you think about the poetry. Right now, we're going to go with Kay Lowe, and this one's titled, Exhale with Ink. Unable to breathe, I exhale with ink. Inhale through paper, exhale with ink. I began a journey the other day. I didn't know where I was going or how I was going to get there from here. I placed one foot in front of the next, my destination still unclear, and I walked. I walked for miles, through valleys of misplaced smiles, and alleys of this taste foul. 
I truly had no aim or direction. My past and my brain had no connection. I was just walking, walking, walking. Until I reached a building and decided to walk in. In bold and capital letters, the sign read mine. And it was as if the metal detector read mine. Because the room I walked into had a familiar shine. It was like I was taking a journey through time. Back to the past. Back to my youth and 17 years past. It was eerie to say the least. And as random and unexpected as a blue moon, I began to weep. And I checked the sign on the wall. It said depression and there was a phone number to call. So I reached for my phone. And I dialed 10 digits until I realized I was calling home. I decided to hang up. My home had too many hang-ups. Too many memories I am ashamed of. I took a left turn to see what was around the corner. I was unprepared. This girl, they didn't warn her. So I stopped dead in my tracks. Felt my grandma's bed up on my back. Looked to my right and saw where a sign read in small letters, This is your nightmare. And I was scared. I got out of that room as quickly as I entered. I stood still for a moment trying to regain my center. And walked on until I reached the room called Winter. It was freezing inside, with no heat or water running. The room was barren with no signs of help coming. And so I left. Unwilling to sit and wait, I felt it was a trap and I was not about to be the bait. I went into the main lobby, looked at the directory to find a good room and saw Mommy. It was located under Unconditional. I checked the guide and it was also under Medicinal. It was located on floor 4 and room T. I pushed open the door and was appalled by what I did see. Every ill and repressed memory of my mother whom I loved dearly. I walked further into a room marked Cherished. I saw every hug I ever shared with this woman. I saw myself swimming in her womb and I saw her sleeping in until half past noon and her braiding my hair on the porch. I didn't want to leave, but I was forced out into a new room. It was dark. There were no signs. Just hundreds of clocks keeping the time, all set at different hours. One set 9-11 and I thought of the towers. Steel structures crashing down, explosions and people jumping to the ground. Unable to breathe, I stood there and exhaled with ink. Inhaled through paper, exhaled with ink. My world was shrinking, diminishing, and I am claustrophobic. Unable to breathe, I stood there and exhaled with ink. Inhaled through paper, exhaled with ink. My mind is racing recklessly, and I can't slow down. Unable to breathe, I exhale with ink. Inhale through paper, exhale with ink. Time is turning. Inhale the paper, exhale with ink. Unable to breathe, I exhale with ink. Inhale the paper, exhale with ink. Unable to breathe, I exhale with ink. Inhale the paper, exhale with ink. Unable to breathe, I exhale with ink. Inhale the paper, exhale with ink.
the original poetry out the dark early edition. Welcome all that's in the chat room chilling with me tonight. Appreciate the love. The real light is officially on, guys. We're going to continue this on. Next four, stepping up to the mic is Andrew and Dan's in distress. So I've gotten word that your pillows are printed with the stains of salty teardrops. That bad relationship pains with fear stops you from giving your heart to any man openly. But inside, you're still hopelessly dying for a worthy recipient to resuscitate vivacity back into your social life. A champion in disguise, but one you can recognize by the characteristics that identifies him as a true friend, lover, and soulmate. Who will, without hesitation, reciprocate all of the emotion you've tried to bestow with blind eyes time after time. Because like the innocent who's been victimized by crime after crime, you've found yourself feeling abused by circumstances with no sign of justice. In the meantime, lust is shrewdly working inseparably with a villainous feeling of loneliness against you. A state of affairs that could easily convince you to modify your standards and settle for less. It's my only guess. Judging by your condition that you've become a damsel in distress. A damsel in distress in need of rest from all of the drama of dealing with the chronic infidelity of what was intended to be a monogamous union. A situation that can certainly leave the establishment of trust damaged, if not permanently ruined. A damsel in distress in need of deliverance from the oppressing hands of violence and rejection, from the same hands that are expected to comfort, but instead permit terror and low self-esteem to hold you in domineering subjection. A damsel in distress who's now haunted with the fact that man's meager affection generally tends to lead to his predictable expression of love, which is in most cases sex. As your so-called girlfriends endorse the myth that wealth acquits and corrects the wrong of his neglect. A damsel in distress by the issues of a man not wanting to possess or maintain employment. He would rather make his leisure and timeless enjoyment possible at your expense. But regardless to which of these may apply, just between you and I, my intuitive vision sees you entrapped by emotional confusion that even common sense powerless against. But there's no need to fear, for what you need is here, and here to make the difference, to defeat the evil nemesis of joy which is pain, and help you regain like Stella your groove back by driving the misery of your blues back. And like Eric Benet says, love the hurt away. All I'm saying is that perhaps you can use a hero to save the day. Part one. I'm wishing on a
here with on Poetry After Dark. I want to send myself in the show. Time is really flying tonight, so let me get on and get these pieces in for you guys. Um, next poet is going to be stepping up to the mic. New piece from eBaby. And this one's titled Five Senses. five senses to the human body. See, hear, taste, feel, and smell. And baby, you affect all of mine. To see you, my eyes constantly glancing in your direction, sneaking a peek so not to be obvious as my wishful actions. The aura around me causes me to squint as it's staring into the sun, a vision of love. Unable to blink when you're in my sight. Looking at you forces me to exercise the sin of lust. Gazing into your eyes and reading the inner you. Observing your ways. Viewing you through retina lenses capturing God's creation. Using peripheral vision for your hips as your skirt sways side to side. Examining mental pictures called memories behind closed eyelids. Watching how you make others feel happy. To see you. drums addicted to your voice, listening to your soft words passing my earlobes and earshot away, concentrating on the sounds of your womanly moans when climaxing, mentally melting from sexual whispers that vibrate my spine, heed your wants and needs, absorbing our conversations of togetherness and future family plans, taking in every consonant and vowel that leaves your lips and travels inside of my soul, ignoring rumors and gossip that pollute our airspace. Neighbors know our names from nighttime vocals through thin walls to hear you. To taste you, my tongue's taste buds travel up and down candy-coated thighs. Kissing your skin while sipping the perspiration My lips smacking on seasoned female juices that run down my cheeks Slurping vaginal love drops before they hit the sheets Finger licking good Finding Baskin Robbins 30 second flavor Savoring you never spoils my appetite A sprinkle of you, a pinch of you, a dash of you Is always the finishing ingredient I gulp you Sampling the calories of your inner pink chocolate Eating my dessert first, swallow to taste you. To feel you, holding you close, hugging you like a child to a teddy bear for comfort through the night, massaging your neck and shoulders. Lightly scratching your upper and lower back. Playtime pity pack games to get it started. Touching sensitive areas causing your body's limbs to flinch. 
grasping with my inner palms. The nerve endings in my fingers are itching to graze you, caressing breasts firmly while softly pinching the tips, clawing and pawing at your clothes that's blocking me from my pride. Handle with care to feel you. after showers, skin scented of the best oils and perfumes, taking whiffs of your fragrance as you dance before me, snorting the lines of your every essence that makes up your person, the stench of sex is in the air, a bloodhound for your adorable odor, the nose knows a good stink, am I a pervert because I sniff your sleeping frame that rests in my arms, wishing I could roll you, spark you, and shotgun inhale you to my brain? Take over my body and its five I know 
to you, baby. So won't you give me one more chance? Give me one more chance. Original poetry after dark early edition. Gotta love Daryl Levert. We're gonna keep this moving. Chanel Radio is up next with a message to my girls. For Chanel. It's called a message to my girls. Keep your heads up and your skirts down. Girls that'll be seen, not heard, so I better not hear the sounds. Close your legs, cross your ankles, shut your mouth when you two do as I say, and not as I do. And you will bloom into a woman. My mother implanted these seeds to assist me in blooming into a lady. But evidently, these same seeds have not been planted into today's soil, like water mixing with oil, words to a blend into young minds. Signs of last days and times where young men shall be lovers of themselves and young women, lovers of everything but themselves, whether it be material wealth or baby fat belts, whether it be coming and getting her groove on or putting some Prada shoes on. In no other name but the mighty name of fashion, of fashion. We check CVT cards given in rations to chicks who spend their pay on the latest fashion update. They strive to gain the whole world, yet lose their young souls, because they never learned how cold that winter was or how it pays to be more careful. And we've all heard tales that should have made them more fearful. Alas, I see it starts from their youth, uncouth and chains, loosed in the world. And I'm talking about these little girls. I want to call them young ladies. But to see them on the 2 train and the B80, I have to wonder. Does self-love stop when training boys come? A class in self-esteem leave when they begin to bleed. Slowly leaking the innocence they embodied. Losing the love that they had in themselves. Don't they know too much BET is bad for your health? Constantly watching pornographic portrayals again it on and popping, booties dropping, former models now copping Bob's Video Vixen Award. Imagine getting an award for being a video whore. Like that's something you'd want to be with little kids in teen parties acting like little Kim trainees. Realize the only difference between a dub and a lap dance is you do all the work and it's for free. Know every single song on MTV, but can't tell me the equivalence of three times three. Can't read more than a Word Up magazine. Wonder why kids go to lowest on the SATs, 10 p.m. on a school night, and they still run in the streets. Men will be saying, ooh, pick me. Pick me, please, because all I see is young girls in grown men's faces. Equivocating love with attention, and in my love equals physical. 
physical affection And this is an infection that's spreading faster than any disease The way our preteens sell their trash with ease And Satan doesn't go blow for blow He just goes straight for the throat And he knows that our budding generation is our only hope So while we promote premature growth and pro-choice pregnancies Possibly the prelude to premeditated aborted leaders with lasting legacies We may simply end the spirit of us and our tomorrow may never be so come together, my sisters and brothers. Know that you ought to be your daughter's first lovers. Teach them to forget the masses. To value their classes over how big their asses. To value self-respect over obtaining temporal objects. To be not conformed to this distraught and pain-stricken world, but to be just what they are, young girls. And let the seeds be plants. Focus on growing what's internal. The external will bloom later, but the internal is the only thing that is eternal. And let no man, no man. take their crown. Remind them to keep their heads up and their skirts down.
the original poetry after dark early edition. Next poet stepping up to the mic tonight is B.R. Burns and the Sister Factor. I was watching one of those talk shows. I heard something that just totally tripped me out. That was this white woman asking this brother what this sister had that she ain't got. See, evidently the white woman was married to this brother. He met this sister and then they hooked up. I'm thinking now, ain't that a switch? I'm like, what the? So I'll try and describe it to as best I can. Let you know what it is about the awesome black woman. Although I know they still won't ever understand. Because see, I tried to put an equation to it. Used up 25 pencils and 300 sheets of paper y'all and I still couldn't do it I got me a protractor to see if I could protract it I got me a couple of needles to see if I could extract it I got me a compass I tried to locate it I kept going around and round in circles you know I hated it I got me a ruler to see if I could measure it I tried to put it in a glove but of course the glove did not fit So I went to the dictionary to try to find one word to describe the awesome black woman in just one word. I searched from page 1 to 1033, and I'm here to tell y'all that there is no such word. R. Kelly wrote a song talking about you reminded him of a Jeep. Well, ain't no Jeep ever rocked me to sleep. Who was that that said that a dog was a man's best friend? They need to go back and rethink that whole thing again. Because ain't no Rockweiler ever comforted me when I didn't get that job because my color is all that the man could see. And ain't no German Shepherd ever laid next to me in the bed at night and kissed me on the lips and say, you'll get the next one, boo. Woof, woof, we'll be all right. So my sister, that's why I like you for you and the way that you do only the things that you can do. Like when you buy those jeans, you know those made for white girl jeans, and then you put on those jeans, and because of your jeans, you make a brother like me fiend. And although I'm not obsessed with it, but truly there is power in the booty. Because white girls see in their white girl jeans, they get all jealous and envious and green. And then the next thing you know, they're shoving out all this dough on all kind of lipo so they can get their jeans to fit like your jeans. But don't they realize it's just not in their jeans? <laughs> it's the sister. Factor. You can have on a long linen sundress or a red leather thong. Nothing but some pumps walk by me, baby, and just turn me on. And then you better not mess around and kiss me on the neck. Because, see, then I done gave you my whole paycheck. <laughs> it's the sister factor. You can have long branded braids down here one day, a short, sharp Halle Berry cut the next day, and then the next day have your hair a totally different color and a different way. You can whoop your kids with this hand, cook dinner with this here hand, and then use no hands to please your man. It's the sister factor. 
You can hold down a full-time nine-to-five, come home, cook, clean up, feed the kids, have them in bed by nine, and then still find time to give me mine. Now, every other woman and every other race want to know why you got a little bitty neck, a big voluptuous body, and a little bitty old waist. It's because you put your hands on your hip right here. Move your neck like this here. When you setting a brother straight to his face, it's the sister factor. Now they trying to imitate your walk, your talk, your pizzazz, and your sass, because even when you talking trash or telling somebody to kiss your black you still got class. So if you ever hear it asked what she got that I ain't got and what sets the black woman apart and why no other woman can match her, sisters, put your hands on your hip right here. Move your neck back and forth like this here and tell them what it is, y'all. It's the sister factor.
original poetry I talked about earlier. This one got that red light on. Now we're about to go in with the triple player poetry, and we're going to kick this off with DJ DVD. Uh, this piece of title, Y'all So Drunk. I want to get so drunk, so drunk that I can't breathe. You see, my mother finally apologized for beating on me. She took my soul and turned it into nothing, so nothing is what I have become. So I want to get so drunk that I am numb. Because reality is too real and I can't face the bills that come knocking at my door. I take my bread and go buy lick which I love to pour. Love to breathe, lick is what I need to succeed, to be me, to be free. To understand my society. You see, I have become another statistic and now I'm caught up in the mix. But tonight, I want to mix dark with light. Intertwine the two and smoke on those blues which give me food for my life that I once knew. So I want to get so drunk, so drunk that I black out. Not remembering the whole I macked out. And I say, hold because she is hindering of the ethics to me it makes no sense how you can love me lick my clit and suck a nigga's dick all in the same night but you say baby i love you yeah right but love to you was a quick fix of your hormones which needed to be tamed and i tamed maimed tripod your hormones with my flame of the tongue but i was so dumb because in the morning you were gone just like everybody else in my life so i want to get so drunk so drunk that lick is what i sweat and lick is what i cry because i cry tears of the youth i lost Paying the cost of a mentally ill mother who used me as a punching bag. Screaming in my ear, I am nothing. Now I'm struggling to be something. But I fear life. I fear a challenge. And now I'm unbalanced. And the Bible says I'm an abomination to the creation of life. So I want to get so drunk, so drunk that my eyes are rolling around in my head like I'm already dead. Because that's how I feel. I want the movement to arise. But the movement can't move unless I get my life right. So fuck getting drunk today. I want to get high. So high that I can feel my heart. Heartbeat out of my chest. Wanna take off this vest so I can shoot myself in the chest and let the bullet explode in my heart. Because my heart is no longer an organ. It has already been stolen. So I guess the bullet won't wound me. It would just come out through my back, causing me to face the facts that God has put me on this earth for a reason. But I'm tired of the people acting like seasons coming and going out of my life. But then again, I do the same thing, so maybe I'm the one to blame. But the world can't be like cheers where everybody knows your name. But it can be Jeopardy with the final question being, why are you here? Why do you love me only to leave me? Love me only to beat me? Love me only to take my identity, causing me to have a crisis? And I'm tired of this life shit. And I'm begging you to end it for me like you did when you spread my legs after I screamed for you to stop. And you penetrated and had the audacity to be a lady when I told you that your unwanted child was growing inside of me. So I killed that seed, killing a part of me. But I was only 16 and I never told a soul. And you were so bold to see me four years later and try to shake my hand. The same hand you put over my mouth and open your mouth telling me to shut the fuck up. So I want to get drunk first, then get high. I want to drink to ease the pain and get high to balance out my drunkness, causing me to go into convulsions because these voices in my head got me all fucked up. And I know after hearing this, you probably think I'm crazy or too lazy to fix my life. But just because you fix something doesn't mean it will always be the same. A crackhead can stop using crack, but that doesn't mean the monkey is officially off his back. But I'm trying to come back. I'm trying to get my life back. So I must take a step back from me, step back from the world, step back from her, but I can't, because I can't put the bottle down, damn. So I want y'all to put your hands together 
for my cousin, Tia. Still, you talked about, you know, God giving us some messages. Got one for you. Isaiah. And his name shall be called Wonderful. And I'm sure his mother has yet to reach her peace in eternity while her corpse continues to spin over and over. And naming her baby Wonderful, it's a wonder how he scored a life in poverty, desolation, starvation, segregation from this great old democracy that should practice F you, be you for us, by us. But instead the policy is FR, BR for the rich, by the rich, while the poor in pocket get screwed by the law. I talked to Isaiah on my way to lunch one day. I looked quickly from his eyes, but he caught me in the nick of time because he asked, Excuse me, miss, but can you spare some change? I hadn't eaten a thing all day, and my big bill was for my first meal, so I didn't have any change. I'm sorry, but I don't have it. I said with every sincere bone in my body, and as I turned to walk away, I heard him say, Even though I'm homeless, I still got my pride. Even though I'm homeless, dignity still abide. Even though I'm homeless, and the world shun me. Even though I'm homeless, God still take care of me. I stopped. Convicted in my path and turned back only to greet his piercing gaze. And I had no clue as to what to say, but he did. He slowly made his way on his feet to stand in front of me. And as he spoke, his corner became his stage. I'm an olden age. Dirty. Murky. Hungry man. Been out here all day. Got a used up styrofoam coffee cup trying to be optimistic because it ain't half full or half empty. It ain't got no change in it. But I am rich in wisdom. And faith that supersedes gold, silver, or any paper dollars they make. Babylon gon' burn. For trade misjustice balance for a beaten stick. No justice, no peace. Got a public sign on the park and won't let me in it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Restaurants give their leftover food to stray dogs and tell me to go to hell. Ain't I your neighbor? Ain't I your brother? When you at your lowest, I relate, not the grade. I am the essence of poverty, and if you needed money, I'd give you half of what I made. Woe to Babylon for trade misjustice balance for a beaten stick. The authority and the people under it chasing away the homeless. <laughs> Money will help, yeah, but it'll never dictate your heart's worth. I read somewhere that the meek will inherit the earth. So I handed him my $10 bill and watched him as he limped away. I lost my appetite even though I hadn't eaten a thing all day because, well, what's a snack? One meal or two or three when you're not living on the street, when you're not worried about what meal your lips will next meet and 
I help out when I can. Stop my car to put five dollars in an impoverished hand, but but I can't stop enough. I can't stop enough. I can't stop enough. Cause tomorrow, tomorrow I'll not only see Isaiah, but Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, and Obadiah. But if I can just help one, and if you could just help one, and if we, if we could just help one, even though they're homeless. They still got their pride. Even though they're homeless, dignity still abide. Even though they're homeless, and we shun them. Even though they're homeless, God will take care of them. Peace and blessings. If you don't mind, I would like to get my penis portion of the show out of the way. Um, you know, got to put what we love first. If I had a penis is the name of this thesis. I once was diagnosed with penis envy. And I thought to myself, how can this be? I mean, I appreciate them for what they are, but envy. Now I think that's going a bit too far. So I've scrutinized this possibility that there's something lacking so deep inside of me that a part of my urges to lick and caress one is attached to an unconscious desire to possess one. I thought of friends that I've made in my childhood games that I always act Enough. I went back even further to my first real kiss. Flash forward to now, could there be something I've missed? And the answer that I come up with is the only one to me that fits to my response to diagnosis is bullshit. I've examined the male of my species, from condos to igloos to teepees, and I'm sure that I don't stand alone when I say there are things about having a penis I cannot own. If I had a penis, I'd be more selective about in whom it rested. I do background checks more thorough than the FBI. It would take a lot more than pretty skin and thick thighs. I'd have to make sure that the pussy was pristine, that it didn't just get wet. It's delete. I'd go back to her teachers, going back to first grade. I'd put all of her ex-lovers in an inspection parade. I'd make sure she's more than single, but unattached and uninvolved. Make sure the doors on her pussy don't revolve. If I had a penis, I wouldn't use it to make any important decisions in my life. Like who I pick to be my wife, or how many strokes I have left before I come, or if I'm going to hold her when I'm done. And if I had a penis, well, sure, I'd play with it from time to time, but not when I'm in the grocery store on the checkout line. If I had a penis, I would pray that God give me the sense to use it as it was supposed to be used as a tool to create orgasms for the person that I love, not as a weapon to create scars on the souls of women who think they love me. If 
I had a penis, I would pray that God give me the sense to use it as it was supposed to be used. As something honorable and divine, no, penis envy is probably the only psychological malady related to men that I don't suffer from.
Hey yo yo. I see most cats will take advantage of you right now. But I ain't gonna do that, huh? I'ma give you the game, right? I'ma give it to you because I would want somebody to give my little girl the game. And she just found her S E. Life is Present perfection permeates my chest, leaving me breathless. 
bet you didn't know that each entwined embrace echoes infinitely in every inch of me, leaving those parts untouched, jealous of those caressed. And I bet you didn't know that I saved all your messages just to meditate to the vibrations of your voice. You leave me no choice, but when I think about you, I touch myself. And I bet you didn't know that when you're not listening, not hearing, or not feeling me, that everything I thought I was becomes unreal and reality reinvents itself in a mirage with images unclear and all truths become fears and everything morphs into tears and I'm suddenly caught in this matrix living in this reality where you don't love me never have never will and I just wish I could take that red pill or was it the blue and reprogram myself into a new matrix with you where a coincidental plane ride to New York defines coinciding destiny and you're sitting next to me well that's just plain fate cause then I can't hate myself for the mistakes I haven't made yet see in this matrix you're Romeo wherefore I down Juliet because I bet you didn't know that I had more than a crush and that each time I relive the reality that you're not interested in me I'm crushed all over again like the first time and I have no thing to do but cry because I can't become your perfect girl Even in the mirage with images unclear Even in my make-believe matrix All I can ever be Is me And I bet you didn't know how my heart hit the floor At the mere mention of you finding Mrs. Perfection, you call her From head to toe And I'm just trying to transport me out that IHOP dough Because I bet you didn't know that I've been holding back on tears Numerous times, sir, times, sir. But I'm not ready for you to see me cry, see. You won't understand the depths from which they're born and where they die. Because I bet you didn't know that I had more than a crush. And that each time I relive the reality that you're not interested in me, I'm crushed all over again like the first time. And I have no thing to do but cry because I can't become... Your perfect girl, even in the mirage with images unclear, even in my make-believe matrix, all I can ever be is me. And I bet you didn't know that even so, every moment in your presence still proves presently perfect, and your present perfection permeates my soul.
the original poetry after that. We got about 13 minutes left, and I'm getting up out of here. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Thank you all that came through in chat and also listening to Facebook. Next forward, stepping up to the mic is Talon AC, and this is Far From the Truth. You reap what you sow. And just like us, some trees have seeds that are gender-specific. For instance, you can't just plant an apple tree seed in the dirt and expect it to work because there's male and female. And the proper union has to be cultivated. And just like them, Johnny can't just roam these city streets spreading his apple seeds and hoping that they make it. And just because he learned how to convince lonely women to get naked, then con him out of using the condom and losing the same way he found them, it only means that his seeds are going to have a hard time trying to live. And John, I know in your mind you think you're big, but your physical form would have to be deaf, dumb, and blind, and never mind the fact that an Oedipus Rex often wrecks city streets. And sometimes, estranged children catch up with deadbeats because you reap what you sow. And in the best case scenario, they come back donning big names like Keisha Cole and LeBron James. But if she can't sing or he ain't got game or there's nobody in the community to help her with her homework or him with his book report to cultivate their brain, they just might resort to a life of crime. And in such cases, instead of coming back down in big names, they come back down in big 45s and 9s. And, and then you're liable to find that the prime reason for the destruction of black civilization is the fact that black fathers are becoming extinct. And my father's father barely knew how to locate his son, but he damn sure knew how to find a drink. And if you were looking for my father, the best place to start is wherever I wasn't now. That doesn't mean I didn't have a dad. It simply means that my dad's name was Mom. And she worked overtime trying to find a kind of life support called child support. And while he thought it was a good idea to lay down, apparently he felt a diametric opposite way about staying around and handling his business. But then you reap what you sow, and who knows? Maybe I could have been a lawyer or a dentist, but instead I branched out into a Conan and destroyer-type menace. But that was back when I was a sapling, but I've grown a lot since then, but I still spent some unnecessary nights in jail cells before it was finished. Now raise your hand if you're not surprised. In fact, why don't you raise your hand if your father wasn't quite a man in your eyes? And I met my father like five times since I've been an adult, and each time I looked into his eyes and failed to recognize the type of resemblance that my children recognize between them and I, which is a shame because their great-grandfather, their grandfather, and I all gave him that last name, but apparently only one of us cared enough about his children to put them first. Them other cats must have been like, yo, I'm going to plant my seeds in the earth because I can. But... If you don't remember anything else I said tonight, remember this. If you can't expect your children to consider you a father, then you must be absolutely out of your mind if you ever expect anyone else in this world to consider you a man. Wait, 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 wait.
original poetry after that. We're closing out. I want to give a big shout out to Betsy Hughes. Thank you so much for calling in tonight, listening in. I hope you um, get well. Believe me, I've been there before. And I just sit back and feel and get well. Everything's going to work itself out. All right, guys. I'm closing out with Mariah Carey, and this is always to be my baby. Be mine.